praise the Lord. Shall we pray together? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for making this episode a reality. Thank you because we know that you have something to impact into our lives through your Holy Spirit. We ask and pray that you would speak unto us with the utterance that wakes the dead and bring us and our families and our children to where we ought to be to bring glory unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to specially welcome you all um, as you listen to this, to this special series. This is the second in a series of studies we have themed scriptural guidelines for raising godly hairs. And we have planned this series for Christian parents and would-be parents and or grandparents. And it will run weekdays in the month of March with special prayers on Saturdays. And we encourage everyone to partake and invite others. And as God lays it upon your heart to join us in the prayer sessions. And I pray that as you do this, we trust God to bless us and fulfill his purpose for our posterity. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we are going to turn our Bibles again to the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verse 3. And here the Bible says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As we look at the topic before us today, which I have called Parenting, God's Assignment for You. Or if you like it, you could call it Parenting, a Divine Assignment for You. In this episode, there are three things I would like us to establish, some of which we have talked about briefly during the introductory episode. Number one, the fact that parenting is not a social status. It is a spiritual assignment. Number two, it is one of the most noble calling given to man. And I want to repeat that, that it is one of the most noble, if not the noblest calling or assignment that God has given unto man. And lastly, we're going to see that this assignment is to raise the sons and daughters of God. Children of God that will glorify God, their father. Children that will serve the purpose of God on earth. Children that will live with God in eternity. If we start from the first point, that parenting is not a social status. It is God's assignment for us as believers, as Christian parents. It is a divine assignment. It is a kingdom assignment. And it is not just a social role. It is not a mere status that is conferred on us once we get married and conceive. It is a spiritual assignment. If you would recall that in the introductory episode, we mentioned that a common mistake many parents make is that of seeing parenting as a direct consequence of marriage. While this is not all the way wrong, the challenge that it carries is the passivity it potentially creates when parents don't view parenting outside the social context and the status that it confers. And unfortunately, this is also seen among many Christians. This mindset often makes parents to put a lot of value in the social and physical context of raising children, and not so much in the spiritual context. One of the things that we have come to say here is that parenting is more than just meeting the physical needs of our children. It is a kingdom assignment, and this narrowed social view of parenting that has pervaded our society today is not characteristic of a Christian parent. And I trust God that as we continue in this series, this is going to become more and more evident that we are called to a kingdom assignment to take care, to bring up, to raise the children of the living God. And this brings me to the second point that 
the task, the assignment, the calling to raise the children of the king of kings is the most noble assignment that any man can think of. Parenting is one of the noblest duties, profession if you call it, or calling. When we talk about noble professions, many times people tend to talk about doctors, teachers, lawyers, pastors, counselors, military personnel, and many more professions that tend to involve uplifting the lives of other people. Now, while these are noble, I want to let you know that being a parent combines all this. Because as a parent, you are the first line. You are the doctor. You are the nurse. You are the lawyer. You are the advocate of your child or children. You are the teacher. You are the counselor. And you are the policeman. And so, even if we look at it in the broader sense, being a parent is actually noble and nobler than noble, if you permit me to say that. But more importantly, it is working for the king of kings, the president of all presidents, and taking charge of the children of the king of kings. Now, how will this knowledge change the way you approach parenting? You know, the problem that many of us face is that on one hand, we have developed a very narrow vision and have built a narrow perspective, one which does not go beyond the confines of our own knowledge and experience. And many times we cannot see beyond the horizon of human possibilities available unto us. If we know what the child or the children that God has given unto us today, that we might have been looking at as just children, have the potential to become, we will put the effort, we will give the time to make sure that they achieve it. We will save no breath to make sure that they get to where they need to get to. But being and seeing that a number of us, though we may dream big for our children, we cannot dream beyond the limits of our human reasoning. The best of us understand that these children can become anything. And of a truth, we are very right. They can become anything. Because depending on whose hands we place them, depending on what path we put them, they can end up becoming anything. But knowing that we are training and bringing our children up as Christian parents for the king of kings, we are sure that there is no limit to the possibilities of what they can become in Christ and with God. If you as a parent can imagine a great thing for your child, I want to tell you that in the hands of God, something that you cannot even imagine is possible with that child. So if you know this and see these children in the light of their owner, who is willing to do something beyond human imagination for them and with them, how would you approach parenting? Will you just be lackadaisical about it? Will you just allow them to grow like that without effort? Knowing fully well that you are raising the children of the king of kings. You are raising instruments in the hands of the creator of heaven and earth. One who call it things that be not as though they were. And so you cannot fathom what can become of these children. And this being true, we need to give our time, knowing fully well that we are called for it. The other challenge that tends to limit us in this calling is our short-term thinking and the desire for short-term rewards. And again, this is not our fault because we have found ourselves in a machine age and everything is driven by machine-like thinking, push-button thinking that has eaten deep into the fabric of how we make decisions. 
while all this makes for efficiency, and I think efficiency is good, and by all means, should be adopted where necessary. However, we should come to the realization that there are some things that we cannot afford to cut corners on. One of such is a time for purposeful, Christ-centered parenting. And if we do not esteem parenting at such a height of nobility, requiring our efforts, our time, our talents, and our treasures, we will be quick to find our way around it. We might even see it as a burden to bypass. We might even see it as what to outsource, which might end up to be very, very catastrophic. And we are seeing the results even in the world today. I want to say that there is no shortcut to parenting. There is no short-term thinking. It has to be a long-term thinking. It must take consistency. It's like building a house, planting a tree, and even much more than that. It takes time and patience. It takes cultivation. It takes grace. It takes grit before the glamour. Brethren, parents, and would-be parents, the Lord is leading us to make this matter clear that we cannot and we must not take a shortcut in parenting. Because the result cannot be seen in the short term, it might look easy for us to deprioritize long-term efforts, long-term commitment, and prioritize those things that we can see the results immediately. Maybe a quick job. But the problem with this is that when it later becomes evident that some things have been missed in the past, many times it is usually too late to take an action. Many times, even if an action is going to be taken, we would have realized that the threshold for acting is now higher. And the willingness to take those actions, or actions as the case may be, is now diminished. And so very importantly, it is expedient that we understand from the time we begin to race after we have brought forth and we begin to bring up that we are in it for the long term. And knowing fully well that we are in it for the long term, we are willing to give everything it takes for the success of it. Now coming to the last point, which I trust God to be the basis of the next episode, is to understand and come to the understanding that this assignment is to raise sons and daughters of God. Children who will be fit for the purpose of God and for the glory of God. When we train up our child for God with godly instructions, the child being beneficial to God's purpose and health will be beneficial to the world around him or her and will be beneficial to you as a parent and to himself or herself. But there is no guarantee if you raise your child to benefit himself or herself or raise your child to benefit the society that the child is going to be of benefit to you. The only guarantee is when a child is raised to be and live for the glory of God. Now, common misconception, which we touched upon a little bit, is that idea that we own our children. And it makes us to err in parenting. Once we take this out, that we are not owners, but we are caretakers. And we have a responsibility. We have a divine duty from God. Then we begin to think differently about raising our children. You know, there are people who seek to optimize the bringing up of their children for their own future glory and not for the glory of God. They want it that when their child gets to this age, yes, they, they are my glory. I want to see them to be this and that. Are you with me now? And we are called to bring glory to God. The Bible says whether you eat or you drink, whatsoever you do, and to you as parents, do to the glory of God. So you raising that child is not for your own glory, 
both. Rather, it is for the glory of God. If ordinary activities like eating and drinking as a Christian should be to the glory of God for you, raising of your children should be for just one single purpose, for the glory of God. I said once again that our duty is to raise sons and daughters of God. The book of Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Trade up a child in the way that it should go. My question for you is who determines the way that a child should go? Are you the one that determines the way the child should go? Or is it God that determines the way the child should go? We as parents are not to lead our children in the way we would have gone. That's what we we tend to see. But we should actually lead our children in the way that they should go. The way of God. To support that fact, testifying about Abraham. The Bible says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. So as parents, our priority is not our way. Our priority is not our goal. Our priority in parenting is the glory of God, is that our children will walk in the way of the Lord. I want to say again that your children are not to walk in your own way. They are only to follow if you are walking in the way of the Lord. And don't go about raising children, God's children, that he has given unto you to fulfill your own dreams or to fulfill your own unfulfilled dreams or to fulfill the desires that you had or you saw somewhere. Make sure that you put them in the way of the Lord. Now let me use plain terms for simplicity. Many times you tend to hear parents who say, oh, I want there to be this. I want my child to be that now because I was not able to achieve it. I desire to be this. But since I couldn't achieve it, my child will get there for me. Wow. One that God gifted to you. Not for you, but for him. Do you know what we should do as believers? We should put the children, our children, in the way of the Lord. In God's way. In the way of righteousness. Help them to know God. And I've said this before. The best gift that you can give a child is not education. When we're growing up, we're told education is the best legacy. While I said, that sounds right. But for a believer, education is not the best legacy. Knowing God, hearing from God, and with a desire and commitment to doing the will of God is the legacy that you can give to your children. It was the legacy that Abraham passed to Isaac. And then God revealed himself to Isaac. Now there are people who have gotten education. And I'm not against education. By the grace of God, I am educated. And I'm not saying don't educate your child. But the priority, the art cry, the desire, the pursuit of your life as a parent should be to see a child, your child, know the Lord. And I have no question. Because I believe strongly in the word of God that says that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now you're not giving them to God or raising them in the way of the Lord because of exploits. You're raising them for the Lord because that is your assignment. Full stop. And let God do what he wants to do with them because they belong to him. And that's the real joy that you can have in life and in eternity. I know an example of a young boy who had the privilege to know God early. At the time he was a boy, he was able to sense God 
because he was tough and God revealed himself unto him and he opened himself unto God. He Samuel and he became the prophet of the people. And mind you, we're not saying that all our children should be pastors or teachers of the word. What is bad if they hear? But that's not even it. We have people like Daniel in the hands of God became presidents of nation. They became useful not just to God but also to the society. To their people. In the case of Daniel, the people of Israel. And he was useful to himself. We have examples of people like Joseph. And this is also true when you know the voice of the Lord. When you know what, what you need to do, it brings peace. And I think that is the best legacy we can give to our children. So like we mentioned earlier, we are not in the assignment of raising doctors or lawyers or engineers. We are in the assignment of raising sons and daughters of the Most High. Who will be fit for purpose? The sons and the daughters of the Most High. As the Bible says, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let our children be led by the Spirit of God. Teach them to know God early. But you be sure as a parent to take this assignment seriously. God has given you the grace to bring forth. God has given you the gifts through bringing forth. He wants you to raise up by grace for his glory. And I pray and hope you will not fail God in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for revealing the great assignment that you have given unto us as Christian parents. Raising sons and daughters of God, fit for the glory of God, fit for divine purpose, not for our own purpose, but for thine and thine alone. Our prayer is that you would help us to bring up these children that you have given unto us, or that you will give unto us, to bring them up in your way, to do justice and judgment, not to be children of Belial, but to grow up to know you, to hear your voice, and that you would use them to fulfill your goal on earth and ultimately to live with you in eternity. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen.